This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Sierra Doctor. Harvest close to wrapping up across the country. In yesterday afternoon's crop production report, USDA says 93% of the nation's corn has been harvested as of Sunday. That compared to 90% last year, 85% is the five-year average. Soybean harvest, 96% done. That's ahead of the five-year average of 91% and last year's 91% harvested. Sunflower harvest, 91% complete. That compares to 81% last year. Five-year average is 71%. The nation's winter wheat crop improved slightly from last week, with 32% of the crop now rated good to excellent and 32% poor to very poor. Both are two-point improvements over last week, but still well below last year's condition rating this week, uh, when 46% of the crop was rated good to excellent and only 20% was rated poor to very poor. Ninety-six percent of South Dakota's corns harvested. That compares to 88 percent last year. Seventy-seven percent is the five-year average. Ninety-three percent of the sunflowers uh, are harvested in South Dakota, well ahead of last year's 81 percent, and the five-year average is 70 percent. Thirty-seven percent of South Dakota's winter wheat is rated poor to very poor, with only 24 rated, uh, percent rated good to excellent. Topsoil moisture in South Dakota rated 87% short to very short. 96% of North Dakota's corn's been harvested ahead of the 89% done last year, well ahead of the 69% five-year average. 91% of North Dakota sunflowers have been harvested. That's ahead of the 81% last year. 71% is the average pace. North Dakota's winter wheat rated 62% good to excellent. 65% of North Dakota's topsoil is rated short to very short. 96% of Minnesota's corn has been harvested. That compares to 92% last week. 86% is the five-year average. Minnesota's sunflower harvest is 93% complete, up from 87% last week. 87% is the five-year average. Minnesota's topsoil moisture rated 60% short to very short. Grain market has been rather range-bound as it waits for fresh news. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops expects that market action to continue. Yeah, sideways to lower. I think, you know, the, the corn market and wheat, for that matter, uh, need to find a price level that will stimulate some demand. Our wheat inspections, I failed to mention, they were a marking near low. So, you know, Whatever demand that the wheat is trying to rally on today, it's not showing up in our export sales or, or our inspections report. That's a, that's a disappointing number when you only inspect and sell uh, less than 3 million bushels of wheat per week. And Hoop says prices will likely need to move lower to spur demand. You know, it's something that uh, is going to need to change. We're probably not going to do that by moving to higher prices. We really need to see lower prices. Um, to stimulate that demand, and I think uh, that's what corn and, and wheat is, is probably going to have to do in the next several weeks. Tight basis levels are going to keep this market well supported as well, but um, it'll be interesting as we go into the end of the month of November if we can find some support. Otherwise, uh, there could be some fairly heavy deliveries for the, uh, for the corn market as well as wheat. 
Country Futures Market Analyst Daryl Holliday says rail labor issues are still a major concern for this grain market. I don't know if really trading it, but I think people need to be aware of it because that's going to be the reaction could be amazing. You know, this rail strike is still looming, possibly. I mean, matter of fact, at this point in time, we did have a, one union agree to delay their their strike until around Thanksgiving to the first week of December, which I think is, I think that makes three of them that are planning to strike the first week of December if they don't get their situation resolved. And uh, Holiday says that could cause an extremely volatile market move in both the futures and the cash markets. That could be a dynamic movement of with really be very hard on the futures, and I think that's and we'd see, but we'd also see very strong basis levels, especially for corn, out here in the plains area because we were so short the feedlot areas, and and even in the chicken areas. So I think that's a dynamic, a weird market to try to analyze. But I would not be positive for the futures because all the mar, all the grain set in the corn belt would just be hammered onto the river market. That's my opinion even though the river didn't want it because we've got river problems. So I, I think that dynamic is something we need to keep our eye on. I don't really think we're trading it yet, but another week or 10 days we will be if that doesn't get resolved. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. The Kansas City Federal Reserve says farm income and credit conditions remain solid, but the pace of improvement has softened. The financial impact of the drought has intensified, particularly in the southern and western portions of the U.S. Interest rates on farm loans increased sharply during the third quarter, and the acceleration in farm real estate values looks to be easing. Kansas City Fed says farm finances do remain strong, and the outlook for the ag economy remains positive, despite the recent pullback in prices for some key farm commodities. Tyson Foods reporting fiscal fourth quarter earnings of $537 million and a record annual net income of $3.24 billion on net sales of $53.3 billion. Tyson President and CEO Donnie King says the financial results are supported by continued strong performance in the beef segment and improved performance in the chicken segment. Overall, we feel good about our performance. We saw a lot of really good things. We delivered record sales, revenue, and earnings. The chicken turnaround progressed as promised. Beef performed better than expected. And prepared foods is seeing positive volume momentum exiting the year. RCAF USA has submitted formal comments to USDA regarding the agency's intention to propose a rulemaking to restructure its livestock indemnity regulations. RCAF uh, stated it's concerned the USDA may inappropriately attempt to expand the scope and purpose of its animal disease traceability regulations. World Trade Organization and the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization are calling for urgent action to address global fertilizer supplies. The two groups have released a study about the current volatility in the fertilizer market and the impact on food security. Fertilizer shortages are expected to continue into 2023 and threaten food security, especially in places like Africa that are dependent on imports. The study urges all G20 nations to make every effort possible to keep fertilizer markets open. Minnesota Farm Bureau Federation holding their annual state convention this coming weekend. 
President Dan Glessing says the policy session is a major focus for delegates. All those resolutions that came in from the county annual meetings that took place midsummer on up into the fall here and uh, sorted things out and we'll see what the delegates have to say about those resolutions but but if they're voted voted up or down and if they're voted up they're into our policy book. There'll also be several guest speakers. Well, we've got Blois Olson, uh, Joby Young who is a uh, the American Farm Bureau Executive Secretary, uh, as, well, as well as Veronica Nye, uh, talking from, from American Farm Bureau, talking about uh, all those things uh, legislative. So we've got a great speaker lineup, awards uh, ceremony for some of those distinguished uh, award winners uh, from the past year. And so there's a lot going on and, and just can't wait to see our members. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending November 10th showed corn inspections at 484,000 metric tons. That's 108% more than the previous week, more than double. But it is 44% less than the same week last year. Soybean inspections at 1.85 million metric tons, 29% less than the previous week and 24% less than the same week a year ago. Wheat inspections at 76,000 tons are down 58% from the previous week, 81% less than the same week a year ago. For the marketing year, corn inspections are down 29% from last year. Soybean inspections are running 12% behind, and wheat inspections are running 4% behind last year's pace. Light snow flurries expected to ex continue through Friday with total moisture expected to be less than a quarter of an inch. Total snow accumulations could be uh, oh, maybe up to as much as three inches in places. World Weather Incorporated says not much precipitation is expected next week. Temperatures through Saturday will mostly be in the teens and 20s. Highs could climb maybe into 30 by Sunday with lows in the single digits uh, both above and below zero. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. North Dakota Farm Bureau's uh, state convention right around the corner. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. With North Dakota Farm Bureau's convention coming up this week, the stage will be set for policy priorities to be discussed. North Dakota Farm Bureau President Darrell Lee says NDFB is gearing up for handling some of these issues, including property rights. You know, I, I think our members are going to want to push for enhanced protection of private property rights. I, I think the open fields doctrine uh, gained protections put in place when it comes to our private property, our, our farm shops, our farm buildings outside of our house, uh, having the same things and same requirements as commercial businesses do uh, within city limits. And, and when it comes to how, how enforcement can be done by law enforcement when it comes to different things, how things can be searched for, uh, just, to, just to enhance that private property rights that we have, along with other private property issues, you know, the ability to use our, our land as we see fit. Lee says NDFB is always working for support and relief for farmers. We would like to see some more regulatory relief and regulations uh, reduced and, and redone that makes sense instead of being overburdensome and, and putting bigger costs to do business out here and to actually grow the food that our nation so much needs. And I think that's going to be the focus there. Uh, like I said, a lot of focus coming on the state side of things here. Um, I think we're going to see some discussions happen 
about ownership of, of our food, feed, and fuel processing, uh, where those boundaries should or shouldn't be. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Checking markets before we leave you this morning. We're seeing December uh, wheat in Minneapolis down three and a half cents at nine fifty nine and a half. March down two and three quarter at nine seventy one. Chicago December wheat's down ten and a half at eight oh eight. And Kansas City December wheat's down three and a quarter at nine fifty three. December corn down three cents at six fifty four and a quarter. March corn's down two and three quarters at six fifty six and a half. January soybeans are down six cents at fourteen thirty four and a half, and March beans down five and three quarters at fourteen thirty nine. Uh, meal is down twenty cents a ton. The bean oil is down twenty six points, and January canola in Winnipeg is down ten cents a metric ton, eight eighty four eighty Canadian. On the farm calendar, a lot of things going on here this week. The RMA Roadshow webinar series uh, gets uh, continues again this evening. Gets underway at eight o'clock Pacific time, so it'll be six o'clock or be almost ten o'clock here, I guess. Uh, that would be uh, uh, online, and then also the 16th annual Canola Research Conference tomorrow. Wednesday, and it'll be at NDSU's Memorial Union. Uh, it gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. The uh, Independent Beef Association of North Dakota's annual, con or annual convention in Bismarck, November 18th and 19th. South Dakota Farm Bureau hosting their 105th annual convention, uh, November 18th and 19th. That'll be in Rapid City. Minnesota Farm Bureau's uh, state convention, 104th annual, November 17th through the 19th. That'll be in Bloomington, Minnesota. And again, the North Dakota NDFB state convention, the 18th and 19th in Bismarck. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.